peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? So I don't know if I'm helping anyone or if anyone is being helped by these walkthroughs of some of these different chapters in the Bible, but I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm liking it a lot. I just like, I like verse by verse breakdowns. I think sometimes getting the context of what is being discussed in a Bible, in a Bible verse by understanding the context of the chapter and of the book actually helps out a whole lot. So with that being said, I know the election is going on. Many people are paying attention to the polls. I will not make this long today. I am going to get right to it. And if you so choose to watch this video today, you can watch it. Hopefully it'll be quick. You can get back to watching the polls. And for those who watch my videos the next day, whoever won, if a victory is declared, if you're upset by whoever it was that won, you know what? God is still on the throne. We can still worship God. And with that being said, let's get into this. So verse nine of the book of Colossians chapter one, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Well, since what day? Since he heard of what? You might not remember what I went over in the last video, so I will back up to verse six and read it through verse 9 so you can get some backdrop and some context to what he said just now in verse 9. Which, in, uh, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our fellow, uh, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, their love in the spirit, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The Apostle Paul here wanted the excitement of the saints at Colossae to continue and to spawn into in the knowledge and understanding of God. Is this something that you ever think about knowing God? 
this is something I don't think is considered or wasn't considered by me. So I'll use myself as an example. As I always say, I'm not, um, what's the word I say? I can't even, I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, when I say these things, projecting, that's the word I was looking for. I'm not projecting. These are things that either are true about me that need correction or were true about me and how I saw things. And I never really gave much thought into the relationship I have with God. Am I growing in the knowledge of God? Any relationship you have, uh, whether it be a friendship, whether it be a wife, brother, sister, cousin, mother, these are all relationships that have to be built as you get to know a person, as you get to know things about a person, that relationship matures, it grows tighter, that bond gets a lot better. Not in all situations, sometimes people, you know, we are fallen people, but in most situations when things are done correctly, that relationship grows. This same thing is supposed to happen with us and God. In verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Again, he's mentioning to them this whole idea about increasing in the knowledge of God. And the Bible actually shows, gives some insight on increasing in the knowledge of God. In the book of Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 5 through verse 8. And I went over this before. I cannot remember the title of the video to save my life. I keep saying I need to catalog my videos. I haven't done it yet. I need to. All right. So second Peter chapter um, one, verse five to verse eight. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a relationship that we are supposed to build. It is not supposed to stay stagnant. I was there once. There was a time in my Christian walk that I was stagnant. I know what that feels like. And one of the things that drives that stagnation is you stop doing necessary things. You stop praying talking to God. You stop reading your Bible, seeing what God, see the thing about the Bible is you get several insights. You get insight into your own heart, into the heart of man, right? God shines the light on what's going on within us and you get insight on God's dealing with man. You get a lot of insight. Verse 11, strengthen with all might 
according to his power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Mention some of the things from Second Peter right there. And notice it is his might or his power, my fault, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. I always quote this verse because I think people misunderstand this verse. I, I always I see that saying or the meme, and I'm sure all of you have seen it. When my feet touch the ground, the devil is trembling that I woke up. Look, I'm sorry to tell you that's just not true. The Bible doesn't say greater are you than he that is in the world. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Here's the thing. If you're not submitted to God, if you're not walking in the spirit, you got nothing for the devil. You don't have the power to overcome him. That that is this is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for our sins, was buried, rose the third day, ascended into heaven and bestows upon us the Holy Spirit of God when we get saved. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your heart, you double-minded. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, a love of the Father is not in him. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. This idea of walking in the spirit, big deal. Uh, verse 12, giving thanks unto the father, which hath, uh, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That word meat, it's not talking about something you eat. There's that, that word carries another definition and that other definition, um, or not talking about somebody you meet rather, um, like meeting a person, <laughs> my, my brain, sometimes it wonders, forgive me. But anyway, that word means fit suitable, proper, qualified, convenient. So God made us qualified. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the father, which hath made us meet M E E T, not M E A T. My brain went off the deep end a couple of minutes ago to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. God is the one that has made us acceptable. How did he do that? In verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That word translated means conveyed from one place to another and notice no mention of anything we did only what Christ did um in whom 
talking about Christ, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The blood shed by the Lord Jesus Christ is what does that translating. In verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now, here's what I noticed when I got to this verse, and I'm going to stop here today. It does listen to the words here. Like I always say, I'm a words guy who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. It doesn't say as, as, as is stated in the book of Genesis that God made man in his image, in his likeness. The Bible says who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. And Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to continue in verse 16 and get some more context and depth to that verse right there. Verse 15. I know this was pretty short today, but as I said, I understand that most people are wrapped up, worried about the election, and I get it. I understand. But I wanted to give you some thoughts from the Bible and hopefully hopefully give you some encouragement, give you something to think about. And hopefully you go off and read, read these uh, verses for yourself and see what the scripture says. Study it a little deeply, a little more deeply rather. So anyway, with that being said, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.